Hi, this is Kyle Aber, the voice of Kiba on Naruto, Aizen on Bleach, the narrator on Dragon Ball Z, Kamina on Gurren Lagann, and soon Ryu on Street Fighter IV. And I implore you to show me your news! Show me your news! And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. With hosts Yoko and Samurai Panda, it's... to episode 46 of Show Me Your News. It's been a while since we've had a non-Smashbacker-related actual episode, but we'll appease you with an episode today. It's just the day after Valentine's Day, so hope that was wonderful and all good for those of you that it applies. Otherwise, it's Single Awareness Day, and I'm getting too far off topic. So <laughs> I'm just going to introduce you know, my co-host, Samurai Panda. Welcome. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. It's... Um... It's. I'm not a stranger to uh, you know live streaming anymore with uh, the stick am going on all the time and what happened at COT4, which we'll get to as well. <laughs> yep. And uh, I mean, the Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day thing you just said there kind of kind of got to me. It hurts. You, you and me both. But uh, <laughs> why don't you introduce our, our special guest for this week? Our special guest is actually surprisingly enough a longtime listener um, and a big name in the brawl community. So welcome, Ninja Link. Hey, what's up, guys? It's it's wonderful to have you on the podcast. I was actually very surprised to hear just how much of a fan you really are, and it's it's wonderful to have you on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I didn't expect to, you know, Panda asked me kind of last minute. <laughs> I had to rush home. That, that's yeah. kind of how we roll with things. Sorry about that. <laughs> No, but um, we actually wanted to you know, ask you a few questions, you know, just so in case people don't understand who you are. Um, what are you known for in the Brawl community? Why is the name Ninja Link known throughout the Smash Boards and uh, Smash Bros. community? Uh, I think it's because I beat Music King once when he was on his <laughs> little winning streak. So once I beat him once, it kind of started an uproar in the Smash community. You're one of the few people that's ever knocked into losers, right? Yeah. The only other person I think that beat him was Ozzy once. And you've beaten him twice now? Yeah. Now that's just that's just absolutely sick. Basically, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's basically, you know, defined Diddy Kong as he's played today, you know, with Nanner's silliness and all, and he's he's one of the best, so it's it's great to have you on the show, really. Uh, thank you. Thanks. The, one of the best players that Claims he doesn't have a main, but quite obviously mains Diddy. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you see looping JPEGs and SIGs all over Smashboards with, you know, throwing nanners across FD to a spike, and it's it's just epic, really. 
I had a Zelda one, but uh, my image site just went down, so that's not even up now. I still absolutely love that um, that face rape, the Diddy Ford B to the Ford B to the Ford oh. B to the instant death on Mewtwo King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was too good. Yeah, the commentary is pretty funny. Oh, Mewtwo King trained all trains sisters Dave, you know, to play him and then I could give them in ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but ma'am. Oh, um but you you are quite ver- well versed in Brawl. And yeah. you're very, very, very knowledgeable in game mechanics, frame data, anything. You know it. Even ATs. Yeah. Is there the anything out, thing out there that you, you can't do with ease? Um, I don't know. The only thing I can't seem to get like perfectly is that she could dash, dash, um, dash attack, cancel up smash thing. That's about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, yeah. I talked to a lot of people that just can't do the chic jacket. It's just silliness. Oh, the chic jacket, yeah. Yeah, that's bad now. So, oh, not the chic jacket. The chic jacket. Sorry, DAC up smash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the chic jacket too is is difficult to do, but that's like a one frame opening. I think so. Yeah, dude, I can't even do jacket at all. But that shows you how much of a noob I am. That. <laughs> Class competitive brawl, so well you don't play yeah. anyone that needs a Dacus, so yeah. Who do I you mean Dacus makes sense as a it was like an acronym, but that just sounds weird. Yeah. yeah. You just get and used I, to it. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like abacus, like someone said in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just kinda of does. But um, more or less, what, what we're trying to say is that Ninja Link here is actually one of the top players in the nation. Uh, what place did you get at COT four? Um, I got fifth. Fifth. And this is Clash of the Titans. That that was a very uh, very apt name because I think almost every single top level pro, top level player, other than uh, California players, uh, went there. So, getting fifth place out of you know three hundred ish people, that's a big deal. Sixty. Oh, look at you being modest. I was gonna say I didn't think it actually reached three hundred, but then again I didn't go. Well, I said two hundred ish. I mean, geez. No, I thought you said 300. You said 300, know. man. Yeah. I, it wasn't that many people. <laughs> wow. It's yeah. still a lot of people for a brawl tournament. So we might as well talk about it. It's what, you know, a lot of people live in our Stickham chat on uh, stickham.com slash SMYN. They're really here to hear our conversation on Clash of the Titans 4, which was last weekend, a big tournament in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And so basically, you guys, what was this tournament aside from just oh it's it's a national tournament one of the first brawl national tournaments go ahead ninja like you, you can take this one okay um oh yeah the, the only other tournaments they had that was close to national was hobo 11 was it mm-hmm. hobo 11 and fast and that wasn't exactly national it was just like regional to like a little bit further and out of region but this one actually been like the first tournament where everyone across the nation went Except West Coast. Yeah. Strangely. But, so we had the top um, pros from the Midwest, from the East Coast, from Texas, from Florida. Um, there were a couple people missing here and there. Roy R, DMG, DHF, Fiction, um, you know, DSF. A couple people here and there. But for the most part, it had <clears throat> a lot of, or, or every top pro that you could think of. Yeah, it had. Yeah. 
Now, I'm, I'm going to take the outside looking in approach since, you know, I read a lot about it on the boards, but, you know, I actually didn't go. It was my 21st birthday that weekend. It wasn't about to spend it out of state at a Smash tournament that I probably wasn't really going to participate in. But, you know, it, it seemed like it went off so well. I mean, it must have just been an amazing effort to organize it all for that many people for a brawl tournament. I mean, you know, how did it, how did it start? And what was, you know, some of the big highlights and names that were there? Well, you can just go down the uh, the list. I mean, just to take a look at the results, we got number one, Meet to King. We got number two, uh, Ally. Number three, Tay Spammer. Number four, uh, who was number four? Uh, Lee Martin? No, no, Dojo. Dojo, yeah. Dojo. Oh, man, he was really good. Then we got Ninja Link, Lee Martin, Chudat, Judge, Infinity, Vex Kasrani. I mean, Lane, Neo, Omega Black Mage, Jash, our very own Anther, HR Nut. Ozen actually placed rather low in this one. Snakey, uh, Reflex, Anti basically big names everywhere anyone that you you've probably ever heard of almost was there um and some yeah. people that that were always pretty good made a name for themselves like um the midwest's very own lane um who's i think downstairs right now um he has always kind of complained that no one gave him recognition for being good and now he went to cot4 and placed ninth so yeah he's uh proved himself i guess it's pretty solid. It just must have taken you know, a vast you know, organizational effort. So, you know, how was how was this tournament organized, and you know, how was it really set up with you know just to organize something of that fashion? What is it like? Uh, well, you I know, mean, yeah. At first, oh, who's on? Yeah, no, you you can go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, at first, there's a long line. It's it kind of hard with the pre-register thing because not everyone mm -hmm. did it. So that kind of took longer, and everyone's waiting online for about a couple hours, actually. We didn't start till like, 6 p.m.? Wow. I think it was 6.30, actually. Yeah. So registering was a big issue, and then just getting it starting and doing pools and organizing that. That just took a long time. And the, the registration was supposed to be over around 12.30, and the actual tournament was supposed to start at, I think, 1 or 1.30. So it's, it came, like, came out just being extremely late. On, on Saturday, there were uh, multiple events planned. They wanted to do doubles pools, singles pools, and run crew battle. And that didn't quite work out that way. Yeah. But um, instead, what happened was, uh, like Ninjaling said, we started doubles pools at 6.30 at night. And then singles pools at what, like 10 o'clock? Or 11? Yeah, about, yeah, 10. Like, just ridiculously late. So, uh, Chibo Senpai was the major TO uh, for this one. Um, he's gotten a lot of flack for the way he ran it. Uh, he hand-wrote the brackets and whatnot. He really did, you know, as much as he could have. Um, well, maybe not as much as he could have, but he had a lot on his plate, let's say that. There were 285 people that registered for singles alone. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of people. M like, organizing a massive tournament of that scale is extremely difficult, and he did it by hand. Whether or not that was the right choice is, you know, un like w that doesn't matter. But what does matter is the fact that he it, it, he did do that, and you know, he he did in the end. I guess at least he he did it, you know, and th that's more than I think a lot of tos could could probably handle. And he was sick actually um, during the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then we had other good TOs there too, like .com, whose voice is bigger and boomier than mine. 
the man can project across an entire entire the, the whole room like all 300 people could hear him whenever he said anything blasphemy right <laughs> i know honestly <laughs> Uh, and you know a bunch of other people helped out too, and and where where they could, other people offered help, but there's not a whole lot they could do. Like Chibo really just needed some privacy at, at some point, but yeah. So the tournament itself was started a bit late. We didn't do low tier singles the next morning either because um, we were supposed to get there. I think ten o'clock. It was supposed to start. Um, yeah. I think Chibo himself came at, at 10.30 because people at his house were being really disorganized. Um, and a lot of people just showed up late or didn't show up at all sometimes, too, holding up the whole thing. And did, they just didn't want to play their pools. And that, that was finishing up the singles pools. Um, not even doing anything else, just the singles pools. Uh, what time did doubles start? The bracket? Mm-hmm. It was... Hmm, not, not sure. I think it was maybe 12 or 1. I know when everyone got there, they was disqualifying people around eleven forty-five. Yeah, whenever they come yeah. eleven forty-five, exactly, just got DQ. Uh, there were actually well, quite a few um, kind of sad stories, like Chester's story about getting DQ'd and whatnot. And uh, the pools themselves were ran a bit mm, unusual. So the, the, here's what happened: the pools, the pools were. Uh, first seeds, there, there were three people seeded. You know, first seeds, second seeds, and third seeds. First seeds, people that were good. Really good, like Mutsu King. Second seed are people that they know that are good, but probably not as good as the first seed. And then the third seed were, you can kind of surmise where that is. And then the rest of the people in the pools, which I believe there are eight people total, were no-names to them. Needless to say that not all no-names were no-names. And there were people that, you know, kind of came from behind. And, um... Really, no one expected them to be that good. But, um, yeah, I mean, the the pools themselves had a lot of people just forfeiting. In my pool alone, two people never showed up, ever. Um, I know in, what was it? Oh, uh, NOJ, Nilo Vajunta, his pool was unusual. Um, it was Neo was the first, the seated guy, the, the guy that seated first, um, then it was Pride and uh, NOJ that were seated second and third. I think NOJ is probably second. And uh, and then there was um, a DD player by the name of Turbo. No one ever heard of him. Apparently he was oh. from MDVA. Hmm? Oh, Turbo Gilder? Yeah. Yeah, I know that is. Yeah, he was seated into their pool, and no one actually knew that he was a good DD from MDVA, uh, the best region, you know, out there. And uh, here's the funny thing. So Neo beats Pride and he beats NOJ and then NOJ plays Neo plays plays Pride whatever and, and beats Pride two one, and some silly things happen. Then Neo the next day in the morning, uh, Sunday morning, decided he didn't want to play his pools anymore. So he gave everyone else free wins, because no matter what he would have gotten first seed. Mm. That then made Pride and NOJ, um, really struggle to get the next seed. Because everyone else is getting free wins, and they already lost to Neil. And everyone right. else beats Neil? That, you know? And because of that, in the end, NOJ got kicked out of his pool because he lost um, to Turbo. And there were a lot of other stories of people just getting screwed over in pools. Myself included in some ways, but... I mean, people were not happy. From the very beginning of the day on, on Sunday, before the, I guess, quote-unquote, riot happened. Hmm. Um, we'll get to that soon, but I, I wanted to actually uh, ask about something. People were saying all over the boards 
And I, I wanted to hear from you guys, what is the story about Random Ike Guy? Ugh, you can take this one. <laughs> I have no idea, honestly. Really? I think it was I think it was someone in pool. It was a Random Ike in the pools who got three stocked by everybody. Yeah. So they just talking about how good he was. I think that was the story. I'm not so sure on that. Pretty much, he was just some random Ike player that was playing a live stream. There was a live stream the whole time, um, almost. Right. And um, he was playing live stream for a long time. And he was pools with Anther, and his pool was on live stream as well. And he was getting three-stocked. Like, I don't know if, if he ever didn't get three-stocked. And people watching the live stream just kind of took off with that. And... Um, <laughs> memes everywhere now rig random ike guy yeah Yeah, people were making like images with you know an ike standing on top of a pile (laughs) of rubbish that had a sign that had cot4 yeah here lies cot4 right i remember that picture yeah yeah so it was basically this guy who just was getting owned (laughs) i mean i guess so (laughs) good to know um so i guess let's you know let's get into what happened on Sunday, that's you know why this tournament has gotten the report it was, and you know we got to give you know Chibo Senpai credit. He did so much for this tournament. It's it, it seems almost mind-boggling to you know organize something with you know this massive amount of people. But um, so one of you guys take what happened on Sunday. Probably Ninja Link. You know, yeah. Get your opinion on it. Oh, like what happened with the riot and stuff. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll give my take on it later. Uh. Well, I didn't know fully what happened because I was in the middle of my match with Reflex. But I know as I was playing Reflex, they were trying to kick everybody out of the um, the venue. I know when I was playing, they was chanting something I couldn't understand. But once they pulled the plug for me playing Reflex, then I heard what they were saying. They were saying money. They were screaming out money back. <laughs> so everyone they basically has to all pack up. They all have to get out. And then that's when I met with the panda in the front of the venue. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, the, from my perspective, I was playing money matches. Um, I think at the time I was money matching Wes. Might have been. Um, and what happened was basically there was a huge group of people ne- next to the live stream. Um, I found out later that it was Ally versus uh, Chudat. Uh, Chibo Senpai wants you to explain his PM, by the way. Oh, uh, right now? Insane. First? Sure, we'll do that right now. Actually. All right, might as well. So I did ask, oh. P, uh, I did PM Chibo Senpai and asked him to um, tell me what he wanted me to say from his perspective um, about what happened. So these are his own words uh, and and what he says happened. So keep in mind, though, at 10 o'clock, like our, the venue said they were closing at 10 o'clock. Everyone had to be out by 10 o'clock. That was their limit. Yeah. And the tournament, like I said before, running extremely late, didn't quite make it to 10 o'clock. And here is what Chibo said. At around 9 o'clock, Alex Strife realized 100%. Alex Strife was one of the TOs I was helping. Uh, nice guy, actually. We won't be done on time. He tells me to ask if I can get an extension in the venue. So I go to the info desk where the manager is and ask, ask for him, and he isn't even there. Finally, he comes into the venue at 9.30, hearing that I was asking for him, and I ask if I can pay him extra money to stay late. Uh, at the normal fee I had to pay him uh, for being there after hours. Since the venue normally closes at 7 or 8, I had to pay the management so much money per hour to be there after that time. He said, that can't happen, but the cleaning crew will and such will be there until 11. I try to reason with him and say we'll have some tournament sets left, so what if we get everyone out at 10 and clean up everything we're not using, then from 10 to 11 we run the last 20 sets uh, on like 3 or 4 TVs. 
He says that's fine. So that's what I plan to do. At around 9.45, I try to tell people the situation. Remember, this is very tough since I was pretty, I pretty much lost my voice from being sick and, and our microphone system broke and the backup microphone I brought was compatible with the speaker system Drexel loaned me. No one was listening and a few people, I don't feel the need to name people, were very angry about this. I understand that people were, would probably be angry, but they chose to go about it as yelling in my face, demanding money back, and disregarding me. I tried to yell people... Uh, I try to yell, to, uh, tell people, sorry, if they don't get out, security will be called and it'll make matter wor matters worse. I tried turning off the projector and tried to get people to stop watching the matches and to leave, but the moment I turned my back, they turned it right back on. Asking again, they tell me to go ahead and call security. I tell the manager that people are being completely unreasonable and to call someone from, from security. This is all campus security, not the actual police. One person comes out to help people out. But people are still being unruly and won't leave, so the manager, on his own, calls more security and unplugs the setup on Ally vs. Chudat without consulting me at all. The moment I found out about this, I immediately pulled the manager over to the side and demand an explanation why he did this, and he said that he told me that everyone had to be out by 10, going back on what he said earlier, lying right to me. Everyone starts, some, starts something like a riot, yelling and screaming, chanting money back and F Chibo and more. Security asked me a few questions, such as where the money is, uh, which is on me, uh, since I didn't feel safe leaving it anywhere, uh, even behind a lock, as I didn't want it stolen. So security was very worried about this. They got everyone out, and they told me they needed to escort me back to my apartment. I declined, as I wanted to finish cleaning up uh, everyone, cleaning up with everyone, and, and help organize everyone that was still in the tourney to finish my place, but they wouldn't let me. I still had things left at the tournament, and I kept telling them to let me stay there for a few minutes and to finish gathering up my things. I had about five minutes to get everything, and then security practically took me out of my own tournament and drove me to my apartment against my will, as they were scared I would be jumped when I went outside with so much money on me. Then you pretty much know everything else that happened since then. And that, um, that was Chibo Senpai's um, perspective on this. That, that's pretty brutal. Yeah, and, and we'll get to what happened afterwards in a bit. But uh, you had an interesting perspective, Panda, because you were doing uh, commentary for the matches that was uh, being live streamed online. So you were, you know, doing the Ally uh, Ally versus Chudat match that got unplugged, and that yielded some interesting results online. Yeah, that's to say the least. I mean, all right. So I uh, I was playing a money match. I think against Wes, or I, I forgot who I was playing a money match against. And there was a huge crowd, uh, and I and I wonder what the, what they were doing. So I walked over there after I finished my money match, and I hear them chanting really loud, Money back! Money back! Money back! And um, I thought, what the hell's going on? And then I see, like, D1, Jash, and a bunch of other guys doing this weird little money back dance uh, right in front of the camera. Oh. <laughs> the camera. Yeah, I guess I should mention uh, at the same time that uh, Rofa is filming a documentary. I'm one of the characters in the documentary about... Um, I guess multiple person, not personalities, multiple personas. I'm at t at the same time Samurai Panda and Alan, uh, and the documentary itself is about that kind of dichotomy between the two people. And the, and uh, he wanted to go there and get interviews with the the top players for his documentary and stuff. And so he had a big official like camera, uh, and he had like one of his friends carrying around a giant microphone to kind of uh, record everything as well. And he followed around a lot of people. Um, you know, me, Anther, uh, Anther, he got some interviews with Mitsu King stuff. 
and he actually recorded the entire ride, and he's going to upload it to uh, YouTube, parts of it to YouTube after Chibou kind of um, approves it and whatnot. And uh, he actually got interviews with some of the ca- the, uh, the security guys with the camera too. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of funny. But so they're dancing in front of the camera and stuff, and actually the whole riot uh, I hear happened because DK Smash um, was one of the guys that started basically started talking to the camera in the first place, and he was getting angrier and angrier, and people started gathering around because he was talking to the camera, and that's when everyone started getting, started riling up, and DK Smash was like money back, and the chance started. So you could say this all started because of Rofa in a way. Mm. Um, but so I go there, and everyone's chanting money back and doing the little dance and stuff. And I go, I talk to some people, I forgot who I asked, I'm like, what's going on? They're saying, we're getting kicked out of the venue. Uh, you know, it's 10 o'clock right there, and I saw Ally vs. Chudat, I'm like, there's no way they can kick people out of the venue. They're like, they're going to kick everyone out except for the people in the brackets right now. So, I was like, huh, okay. And I heard someone say that Chibo called security, which apparently was not true. Uh, and that security was going to come and kick people out. So, I felt like that's a little unusual, but the live stream had commentary going, so I figured, hey, I'm going to go to the commentary and just you know, commentate on the match while this stuff's going on, just because I have nothing better to do. So I, I go over, and I start commentating the match, and while I'm commentating, I see like the security guy escorting some people out. Like, DK Smash with the very first person escorted out. Uh, and then, you know, I, uh, like I'm commentating on the match, just giving a play-by-play and stuff, and while I'm doing it, like five security guards walk in. And one of the security guys has, like, this big official-looking hat and stuff, too. And, and you know, I'm trying to be a professional at the same time. And uh, <laughs> it, it was kind of difficult with everything that was going on. And Ally and Shoot at the same time were playing, not even, like, didn't even blink, you know? Were not distracted at all. Just playing so seriously against each other. And this huge crowd gathered around them watching them play. Um, and the security guys come and start, like making people leave and someone comes over to the uh, to the microphone and says hey they're unplugging TVs and they're going to unplug the uh, you know the main TV here and uh, I was like no there's no way that they would unplug it and th- another guy came and said they're going to call the LAPD and then we kind of made fun of them a little bit because it, it was Philadelphia not Los Angeles but yeah. basically they said they'd call the police if, if people didn't listen to them uh, and then I was like they'll, they'll probably unplug the TV after this match and they pl- unplugged all the other TVs and then all of a sudden while you know, actually, right at the same time, I said unplugged. They'll, they'll wait after this match, and right when I said that, they unplugged everything. The live stream cut out. Alivers Chudat got cut out. Last talk, Hypersense, both of them, and it was ridiculous. So at that time, I kind of just like jumped out of my chair, and I was like, "There is no way this tournament is going to end like this. We have to finish this tournament." Mm-hmm. So I started yelling around for Chibo. I need to find Chibo immediately and, you know, get this tournament back on back on track and figure out what the hell we can do. Because there was a lot of money in the pot. There was so much money, and I was I don't know why. I have no idea why, but I felt that I had to do something about it. Um, and money basically needs to go where it deserves. So I'm running around, and I look for Chibo, and finally find him, and I say, look, Chibo, we got to do something about this. We have to you know, continue this. And we talked about it and we decided, let's go, we're going to go to his house. (laughs) And so then we go, then I'm like, okay, I'll gather everyone that's in the brackets right now and, you know, try to get them, organize them. So I start yelling around. I find people like Ninja Link. I find Mitsu King. I find Ozan. Well, Ozan wasn't actually in at the time. 
Anther, Lane, uh, you know, I get Jash, I get everyone that I could find. I say, you know, everyone's leaving at the same time, too, because security's kicking everyone out. So I'm getting them as they're walking out. I say, everyone, I want you guys to go outside and, like, just, just move away from the crowd and stuff. We're going to go to Chibo's house to finish this thing. Um, don't bring anyone with you because Chibo's house is actually a, not a house. It was an apartment, a very small apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, only bring the people that you came with. And we have to finish this thing. So and and find anyone else in the brackets that you know of, and and you know gather outside. So at the same same time, I'm trying to you know try to get everyone doing things and running around, trying to organize stuff like that, helping Chibo clean up some things here and there. People getting kicked out. I get kicked out too. Um, and then you know when I go outside, there's this huge crowd of people, and they're they're definitely angry. I mean, it was sort of kind of a riot in a, in a way. And uh, so. I think, alright, so I, I still need to gather the people from the, the bracket, so I call for everyone in the bracket so many times my my voice was just hoarse uh, and I said, you know just gather off to the left, and then when we finally got almost everyone um, Mitsu King especially was hard to find, because I don't know if he's deaf or he just didn't think he was still in the brackets or something but, like, I had to specifically go into the crowd looking for him on several occasions uh, and when we, finally we got them off to the side, we said, listen, we're going to go back to Chibo's place, get everyone that you know that came with you, that, that you have to bring, and, you know, sit off, like, stand off to the side, and we need to organize things. So, while that was going on, I thought, okay, now what do I do? The crowd is still angry. So, I try, I basically go up on the bench, and I start try yelling to them, you know, everyone calm down, stuff like that, and, uh, .com, with his amazing, amazing, giant black man voice, um, just booming, booming voice. Gets on top of the bench. He's like, look, man, this is my job. Step down. So I'm like, all right. And he just yells. He's like, everyone gather here. Everyone shuts up immediately and gathers around the bench. And he's like, listen to Samurai Panda. So all right. I get up on the bench and I say, look, guys, I understand your frustration. They want their, their venue money back because they're getting cut, kicked out and stuff. So I said, look. I'm going to go inside, I'm going to, talk, I'm going to talk to Chibo and see if we can get maybe half your venue fee back if there's extra money from the venue. I can't guarantee anything, but I, I, I am on your guys' side and I want to try to fix things for you. So, I go inside, so everyone's you know, kind of happy that I'm trying to do something for them, and uh, I go inside after knocking on the door for a while, go straight to Chibo and says, Chibo, you know, what can we do about this? Do you have any extra money from the venue fee? Um, that's not being paid, uh, not being used to pay the venue right now. He he said they have very very little. There was almost no extra money uh, in from the venue fee that to that was not going towards the venue already. So there's really nothing we could have done. We couldn't have given any money back at the time, and I thought uh, that kind of sucks. So there's really nothing that you know that I could do to help them out. And then that was actually the time I found out he was getting escorted back um, by the security. You know, back to his apartment, so he couldn't even direct us. So I go back outside of the bad news. Uh, I get back on the bench, and everyone gathers around. And I said, "You know, sorry guys, there's there's really no. I can't I can't give you guys money back. You know, like like Chibo said, there's no more money to do. And you know, Alex Strife um, got up on the bench next to me, and DM Brandon got on the, got on a garbage can to the, my right, um, and they both started helping me kind of give, I guess you could say, an inspirational speech in, in some ways too. Uh, to the crowd, and, you know, basically say that, like, this doesn't happen often. A lot of people traveled a long way. Like, we drove 10 hours from Michigan alone. Some people drove 12 and even more. 
you know, we paid a lot to be there to see these matches, to to watch the tournament till the end, to see the Clash of the Titans, quite literally. And it sucks that we could, we can't go, but that should not stop you, you know, from going to another tournament kind of thing. Because it would suck if these guys won't go back because they had a bad experience. So we really tried to, you know, pound it in that there's we can, you know, make this actually happen next time. This doesn't yeah, always happen. Cool. So thanks to their help, everyone kind of calmed down, and they finally had to leave, get off the sidewalk. Um, the security guy was telling me the whole time while doing the speech to get off the sidewalk. Or not the sidewalk, it's like get off the front, I guess, part of the, of the building. So they got off the sidewalk, and then at the same time, I had about like 80 people now off to the side that were still in the singles bracket that I had to do direct to a house that I've never been to in my life. Uh, luckily for me, Santi uh, was there. It was Santi, right? Was it? Uh, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I think it was Santi, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. People people in the chat are, are definitely... Yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> he actually had an interesting take on things. He he once stopped me when I was when I was talking to him, he said, Look, Panda, I want to be all more and everyone here to be my Pikmin. <laughs> yeah, I was kinda like, dude, shut up and walk. That's funny. <laughs> so we, I was, I was running from the, from the front to the back constantly, trying to get people to, to, you know, keep going, to stay together, and everyone to get there. Uh, and some people uh, didn't even think it was possible. Like people that stayed there before, like Music King specifically, told me, "Dude, this is not going to happen. He does not have a big enough place." Well, we tried anyways. We walked there. It took a long time. I was tired as hell. Apparently, some security guys followed us and called us an angry mob of video gamers. Um, that doesn't help the overall image. No, so I actually had to run up like some stairs of building so I could look down at everyone. I said, "Everyone, shut up! Do not say anything louder than whisper, because um, you know the police might be called on us." And actually, later on, they started like telling me to shut up because I was trying to yell to the front to tell them to when to stop and when to keep going. And they're like, "Dude, shh!" And I was like, "Um, it's me." Like I need, I need to, I need to direct us, but oh, um, yeah, and of course you might hear the rumor that there was a gunshot. It was actually someone just dropping a bottle on the street, but no, no, it's a gunshot now. Um, people actually, when they heard that, people started running, and I, was, and I started yelling. And I was like, "People, stop running! Calm down! It's not a gun." Uh, it was, it was silly, but eventually we got there. Uh, we got the yes, it is anticlimactic, I know, but look, it was not a gunshot. The people in the chatter are being disappointed. Anyways, um, we got the people in the bracket to go inside, and then, you know, I, I basically talked to Chibo again. We got the rest of the people to go inside, but it was an apartment complex. We basically told them, dude, shut up. Cops will be called by these neighbors if we be too loud. And then, you know, just stay in here and be warm. And some went out and got Philly cheese sticks and stuff, and just went and got food because we were all hungry as hell. And... At the same time, we were trying to get the TV going. I called Chibo earlier and I said, look, try to get a stream going, get recording going, get the TVs up, uh, and so when we get there, we can start immediately. So we got inside this small, small apartment, fitting way too many people inside, um, and got one TV, eventually two TVs running um, with Brawl on it, and immediately just started going underway. Um, I was calling at the same time Vaseth, who, was, who had a thread updating, with what was going on, and uh, I told Vaseth, sorry, we can't do the, the live stream, because the guy that had the laptop couldn't make it, because I couldn't follow him back to the apartment, he was busy or something like that. 
So the base was saying, oh, what about, like, just getting an audio stream or something? And I was like, oh, um, yeah, that's not a bad idea. So uh, Rofa actually had a laptop with him at the time, and, um, you know, Ch- I asked Chibo, you know, can we do something? He said, yeah, we need a laptop. Rofa's like, hey, I have a laptop. So Chibo and Rofa then got, you know, the laptop and eventually put it on, like, put on uh, Ustream or something that they were using. And uh, we had a audio-only stream going. And that's, I guess, when people started tuning back in, like 250-ish people until 4 o'clock in the morning. Long, long time people were playing. Um, and I basically took the reins of the commentary as well because it's just, I'm, I'm used to talking on the internet, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, an echo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't hear it, so sorry. Um, yeah, and, we, and, you know, people came in and helped me as well, like Infinity, Hylian did a lot of commentary for me as well, Lane did some, XX helped a lot too, and, um, we were just kind of, I guess, what, what I was doing was like an old school radio thing, like I was telling you the percents people were at, what, what was going on, you know, some, like, spacing and stuff like that, and, like, the one, people lost a stock, and it was like an old school radio show, watching like baseball or something and just like hearing me go because i was talking fast too and um you know i had to do two tvs eventually too and doing it back and forth back and forth and people really liked it and that was actually kind of exciting for me and and i was kind of happy because we did not have very good um like we didn't have much to work with you know so it it was kind of cool that people liked a lot and uh people said that it was almost no a lot of people said it was better than watching it. And I've gotten a lot of requests since then to make some sort of spin-off radio show where I do that for other matches and stuff. Which, maybe? I don't know. But, um... Yeah, I mean, I, I commentated on some really, really, really high-level matches. Like, the Grand Finals was Ally versus uh, Mitsu King and stuff, and, um... You know, I commented on Ninja Link versus Chudat... You know, I commentated a little bit on, on Lane versus Spammer, Anther versus Tay Spammer, um, you know, Judge versus Tay Spammer, Infinity versus uh, Dojo, I, I believe I commentated on as well. Um, like, Dojo versus, uh, what was that one that was really good? Nah, all, all one was, one, ones with Dojo were really good, actually. Um, Lee Martin versus Ally 2 was, was hardcore. I didn't do that one. Hylian did that one, because, I mean, I can't talk for like five hours straight and <laughs> yell at 300 people and, like, no. I needed some breaks. I didn't. I need to eat my cheesesteak, which, by the way, is just as good as everyone says, says it is. And uh, yeah, pretty much that's that's what happened at at Chibo's place, and um, that's where a lot of the a lot of the stuff went down. So, so Ninja Link. I know Samurai Panda does enjoy to you know talk. He's a wonderful storyteller. So Sorry. thank you for giving you. No, it's okay. Yeah, you know, giving you everything. Back side. Everything. <laughs> but yeah, I want to hear your perspective. Actually, what happened uh, on yeah. the way to Chibos and stuff? Um, like for the most part, you basically covered it. But <laughs> me, it was just me and the crowd following everyone else. I was just talking with people along the way. We ended up having to stop a couple times because we found out there was even more people than we thought was gonna come. Mm-hmm. This was like what was it? Three separate groups yeah. were coming. <laughs> Pretty huge, like. Did we, like, we didn't even find where Chu was. Chu was all, Chu and Ozan was all in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, you basically walk in, 
the gunshot, the fake gunshot that's really the bottle. <laughs> um, basically, I think everyone was stuck outside when we had to do the brackets because there's too many people. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, basically, everyone was in the bracket to go inside. There's some people that had to go inside because it was housing with Chivo, so that was like a good 15 extra people. So it was pretty crowded in there for only two TVs. It's not. A, it's just like there's one bedroom and a kitchen that you was able to access, and then the bed was right in the middle, and everyone's on top of each other. People playing their matches. Their feet, people's feet is on the people's backs while they're playing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Some people like when I had to play dojo, I was in the corner playing. I was sitting down with a cold window on the floor. My legs all squished up. So it was pretty rough conditions to actually play. As I say, optimal smash conditions, yeah. Yeah, really. yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Great. All I know is that like after we finished the grand finals, I just kinda sat down, talked to Mitsu King for a minute, and then just passed out. Like, I just I just fell asleep. Yeah, I remember you sleeping. <laughs> it definitely was a hectic event. Yeah. Well, Ninja Link, I definitely wanted to get your opinion on this. We had a fan question from Falco400. His question was, you know, just to summarize all the uh, the COT4 experience, he says, you know, in your opinion, was COT4 truly a disaster? Do you think that COT4 could have an impact on new tournament players trying to get into the scene if they hear about it, like, you know, making them decide not to get in the scene because of what they heard had happened? So do you think it, that it had a, a really negative impact on, you know, potential new tournament players? Well, it shouldn't. Some people, like, exaggerated at what happened. Like, the riot thing mm-hmm. it wasn't really a riot. It was just, you know, a group of people that was just trying to get the tournament done with. Right. Some people just exaggerated and tried to make it worse than what it really was. It's like, it wasn't a disaster. It was just, you know, I guess we was overwhelmed by what happened. That's, that I guess is the best way to put it. Because it was way more people than we expected. We expected, like, what, 200? It was, like, almost 300 about. So, I think it was just overwhelming. And it was like, I guess he was unprepared. That was really it. It wasn't, you know, extremely terrible, as we, you know, people make it out to be. Yeah, I mean, the internet does like to exaggerate, so that is almost not too much of a surprise on that end. Panda, what do you think about it? Um, well, I mean, it happened, didn't it? There was some stuff that kind of sucked, but we did, we did record the matches. I did do as much commentary as I could, which I, by the way, do have the commentary. Um, oh. Yeah, I do have the files for it, and I'm going to see if I can get that uploaded onto MLG servers or onto uh, Smash Nexus or something. See see what we can do. Um, and also, Mute King, by the way, says it wasn't really a failure, just people not really playing their sets, and there weren't really enough setups. Um, and I don't know. It, it happened. It wasn't a failure. It wasn't the best run, per, per se. Um, there was a Wii stolen, which Chibo told me I should mention. Um, Wii stealing is getting out of hand. People need to stop stealing Wii's. Um, I, I don't know whose Wii it was, but that actually, because someone sold the Wii on Saturday night, um, Sunday, a lot of Wii's were gone, including some TVs, and uh, no one really wanted their Wii to get stolen as well. And, oh wow, the person's who the person's Wii that got stolen, well, it was his first tournament ever. <sighs> ah, that sucks. That's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. And um I don't know. Um I, I think it, it 
wasn't a failure, really. Uh, There's a lot of drama that went down, but from my perspective, at least, considering that I was there, and I actually did get to see the sets, uh, fortunately. Um, you know, it wasn't that bad. Not as bad as a lot of people are trying to make it out to be. Yeah. And Mitsuki yeah. says the first time he brought a Wii to a tournament, it also got stolen. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, it's made Clash of the Titans 4 memorable, but mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily in the best way. Yeah. And it, it certainly makes for an interesting story, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any uh, remaining thoughts on the tournament before we actually... It's been a while since we have actually talked about gaming news, but do you have any uh, your final thoughts on COT4 in Philadelphia? It was fun. <laughs> Pretty good experience, except for, you know, the ending. Right. Actually, you know, like, it was kind of cool to see all these, like, big names, too. I I got to put faces in their names. It was the first time I met Mitsu King. I met Ozan. I met Chudat. I met Ally. Um, I met Nico K. I met Percon. Basically, Ambrose, all of Canada I met. Finally. Uh, I met all these other top players. I met Ninja Link, who, by the way, longest nails ever. Honestly. (laughs) Why would you say that on air, man? (laughs) (laughs) And, um... It's cool. I figured it was. I, I finally met Hylian, I met Dojo, I met uh, Santi, I met like so many people that you just read about online. I met Adam Esk, who is a lot um, quirkier than I thought it was going to be. I guess that's a, that's a good way of saying it. Yeah, and you were considering not going at first. Oh god, I met, I, I was, um, I ended up going at 10.30 in the morning on Friday, I ended up deciding to go, and left at 2 o'clock. So I didn't have much time to prepare, to say the least. Right. And it was it was really cool to finally meet all of these people, and you know I saw like people too that like I don't know like Daswa D one people from the back room like Chester from two and like I don't know so many people so many names like we had name tags so a lot of people just came up and introduced themselves to me because um, you know, I'm Samurai Panda and stuff and by the way that gives you a lot of um, weird stares. When you're a big name, uh, Ninja Link, did you see that at all? Like people just kind of pointing at you and whispering. Uh, kind of, because some people saw my necklace and they just like, "Wait, is that him?" So, <laughs> um, did did yeah. people just randomly come up to you and like shake your hand and introduce themselves and stuff? Yeah, but mostly they just act the money match. Yeah, oh, they even say hi. <laughs> people don't know that I actually play the game, so I don't get money matched quite a bit. Yeah, they, 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 they just, just do like, oh, that's money match. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Panda just does that podcast with the guy who actually yeah. doesn't do competitive brawl. But yeah, I have a red name. That's that's pretty much my contribution to the community. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it sounds like it was definitely quite the experience, even though. You know, it might not have gone as originally planned. It, it still seemed like a success for, you know, just pulling that many people together and, you know, having just a, a great time despite uh, some, you know, setbacks along the way. So let's move on to some gaming news. It's been, I think it's been about three months since we've actually talked about gaming news. So we're a little behind, but we'll still, you know, talk about the most recent stuff. Like this past week, uh, there was a Comic-Con in New York and, you know, people have been, you know, going and they've played some Wii games that were there. So three top Wii games that seem to have been there and you know people have been talking about it. Mad World, The Conduit, and Sonic and the Black Knight. So I guess we should probably talk a little bit about Mad World first. It's apparently the game of the show. If you haven't heard about it, it's basically kinda like this 
chainsaw slashing fun time, if you will, but I think what really sets it apart is the art style. It almost looks like it's drawn in a manga style, black and white, but the blood is red. Mm-hmm. And it looks quite interesting. Have you guys seen anything about Mad World? Oh, yeah. That that definitely looks like a game that I'm going to actually want for the Wii, which is which is not... like That's like an oxymoron. Want that for the Wii. Like, honestly. It looks good. I don't know. Mad World kind of reminds me of um, Killer 7, an art style. Oh, yeah. Kind of. Was it a cell shading? Cell shading slash, like, anime look mm. yeah it just looks similar to it but I didn't really read up too much about that I mean it, it seems like your eyes might like hurt after a while because the black and white look you know yeah with just you know, the constant motion it might I, I, I can see where you're coming from for that mm. but yeah I mean that seems like you know a lot of people were saying really great things about it so that's definitely you know, game with mad hype. Um, also, the conduit. I mean, people seem to can't say enough. It's like if they're buying stock in the Wii to make a comeback, they're putting all of their stock into the conduit, which yeah. is going to be you know one of the more realistic first-person shooters that you know the Wii has. Um, it seems to have very strong graphics. It's you know basically your first-person shooter about an alien revolution. And people are just saying great things about the conduit, and they've been putting so much hype into it. I'm going to keep mum on this subject because personally, I think I've mentioned this several times in the podcast, I'm not a guy to judge a game before I, I see enough of it. I've seen a little bit of The Conduit, not enough to make me think this is a good game, really. It looks interesting, and I say it, it'll have potential, but I can't say it's going to be good without seeing more. Yeah, I haven't seen too much of it to make a kind of a preview about it. Mm-hmm. I have to actually see more of it. Yeah, I mean, people say that it'll be good. I just think that, you know, people are putting too much into it. I mean, mm-hmm. from what I, you know, hear constantly from people is that it's the game that will save the console, pretty yeah. much. And I, I, I just don't see that happening. I think you have to almost wait for Nintendo to get another first-party game out before you, you know, start making those assumptions. But then again, like, the next first-party game that we're going to be seeing probably is going to be Pikmin 3. And... I wouldn't be surprised if they're only halfway through development because they hadn't even officially announced it outside from Miyamoto's passing comment at E3. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't place too much faith in, you know, just, you know, Sega taking control of, like, the quote-unquote development. Mm-hmm. Of Sega's taking control of it, right? For which? The, for the conduit. For the conduit. I don't know yeah. if they're doing the publishing. Are they? I think I think they are doing the publishing. I so. If I yeah. recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so... They, they're doing Mad World, though. Yeah. That's That's for sure. Mm, yeah, I mean, so I wouldn't, you know, place all my faith in, like, a second party, you know, game for the Wii, when, aside from, you know, Mad World and The Conduit, which have all this hype, nothing has really been that successful on the Wii, for, you know, that's outside of Nintendo. But this is hype, that's all it is. And House of the Dead, too, like, House of the Dead and Conduit, look, FPS games seem like they would be made for the Wii, but, frankly, uh, I haven't seen yeah, it be successful. Hmm? Yeah, in the past, they haven't done so well. Yeah, exactly. And and I don't see any indications uh, to kind of point out, like, to, to make me think that these will be the exceptions, that these will be the ones to make it happen. I see hype, but you know what? A lot of things get hype, and they don't quite make it. So because these are new IPs, too, I'm kind of like, eh. Madward, though, I don't think they can really screw that up from what I've seen, like, even if it's, like, mediocre, repetitive gameplay, it 
looks like yeah. it'll be fun to some extent. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, you have to also bear in mind that, you know, the coming spring, they've got the Wii Motion Plus coming. So, mm. and that's going to hopefully, you know, revolutionize, you know, how the Wii is, you know, handled. So, but like when you're seeing some of these games come out and it's like, why didn't you wait for this, this new uh, uh, upgrade, I guess you could say, to the Wii mm. console? I mean, you've got Red Steel 2, which is waiting for the, the Wii Motion Plus, and that's, they, they got a lot to build off, let's just say that. But, you know, some games, like, you know, you had the, the Star Wars Clone Wars game that was, you know, released a couple months ago or so. It was just after, you know, the Motion Plus was announced. But, you know, people, you know, always want, like, the, when they heard about the Wii, they always wanted the lightsaber game, and it's... Not going to really happen until the Wii Motion Plus, so um, we'll see. But Sonic and the Black Knight, people are saying actually somewhat positive things about this game, and it, it is surprising because you generally hear a lot of you know crap slinged Sonic's way. So, hey, you, 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 you have remember? An opinion on you know how <laughs> Sonic has you know been handled on the Wii, and you know how hopefully Sonic and the Black Knight will take form. Um. Well, of course, the community always wants this uh, Sonic they always had, like, on the Sega and stuff, but they kind of deter a bit too much from it. Like, the Sonic of Secret Rings, I don't think they did so well on a Wii. It got, like, very poor ratings. And this is basically, like, just a rehash of the same game, just they added a little a couple extra features to it. So I'm not sure if it's going to be any better, being that it add, like, one or two features. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it's the same game before. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey! Remember the last time Sonic game got a lot of hype because um, the guys that have never screwed up any game ever have were doing it. Bioware, that is. Remember what happened yeah. in that game? Oh yeah, it sucked. <laughs> so look, he has a sword now. Awesome! It's a sequel to the Secret Rings. Awesome! It's going to suck. Period. I, uh, by the way, just just step outside for a second and tell those guys to yeah, shut up. I'm, I'm gonna. Go do that right now. There's nothing to say about that. I mean, it, it's pretty pretty clear to me right now that it's going to suck. And I, Sonic series is basically an example of guilty until proven innocent. Like, like that is not a series that I, I can say that any game is going to be good even though this game has knuckles and knuckles is using a sword which is which is pretty much an orgasm like to me dual wield sword no less i can't say it's going to be good i can say it will be my background <laughs> but not good knuckles by the way is my favorite um all-time video game character like period so yeah yeah i remember the rant you wanted him in brawl Dude, how cool that would have been. He can glide, too. It's, it's, oh, man, he can wall cling? Come on. You're, you're gliding? Perfect, but... Yeah. Yeah, they did F up. I don't know. I'm I'm having, you know... I'm, I'm pretty being pretty optimistic about you know, Sonic and the Black Knight. I'm, I think the major, major problem with Sonic and the Secret Rings, and, you know, I cannot say enough bad things about the game, but I think it mostly <laughs> just boiled down to the control. Mm. And we have to remember that, you know, Sonic and the Secret Rings was pretty at close to a launch title, if not a launch title, actually, for the Wii. And it relied on the sideways Wii remote controls. 
which was terrible. It was such a bad idea. You can't, you know, move, you can't shake the Wii Remote and expect that to be a homing attack. You just can't. Yeah. Especially in, you know, the beginning of the game of the system's development. But now, you know, Sonic and the Black Knight is actually using the, at least, the Wii Remote Nunchuck control. I don't know if that's, you know, the control scheme that they had at, you know, New York Comic Con. But I've, you know, been playing, you know, some Sonic Unleashed and for the Wii. And, you know, it is like everyone says, you know, the day levels are great and, you know, the night levels are awful. But it at least gives you the option of multiple controls. And you can, you know, have the Wii Remote Nunchuck. You can uh, have the Classic Control, I think. But I at least use the GameCube controller because it's at least, you know, the most solid. And it's what, right. you know, a lot of people are used to. You know, the GameCube controller for most Wii games is actually pretty good. And if, you know, they had that for Sonic and the Black Knight, I don't know. As opposed to, like, for the story, just Sonic with a sword, it seems a little far-fetched. It's like the second game in, you know, Sega's whole story arc for Sonic the Hedgehog. But, you know, people are saying good things about it, so I think we mostly just have to wait and see how it comes out. I, I'll, It'll be a game that I have to give a try, but not necessarily going to spend money on it, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Well, I mean, there's not really much we can say right now. All we can say is uh, wait for it. Yeah, it might look cool, but... Uh, my opinion, Panda's uh, this like Panda's negative hype for it is save your money, read the reviews when it comes out. If you're gonna buy it when it comes out, I I feel sorry for you. Mm-hmm. Although you know people are saying you know a lot of good things that uh, Crush Forty is back doing the music again for Sonic so. games, which you know is it does excite a lot of people and they do you know very well with Sega look, and look, their music and all. That's a reason to download or buy the the soundtrack. That's not a reason to buy a game. I'm sorry, Perhaps, it's, it's really yeah, not. Yeah. Yeah, that, that does draw some people. They don't care about the gameplay. They like I just like the music, and they'll mm-hmm. just buy just the music. Just to support them, I guess. Yeah, yes, that is true. Yeah. Huh. Um, probably a game that is you know coming out in only a couple days. Yes! That a lot of people. Are so excited for, especially uh-huh. you know, fans of Super Smash Brothers Brawl and or just fighting games in general. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter Four, how pumped you guys? Yeah, I'm kind of iffy. Oh, iffy. I don't That's know. Cool. We had it like they have it in New York to play, so oh, really? we've already experienced it. Well, then, then you got to got to you know lead the discussion here. Did you actually get to play it, and how was it? Nope, never played it. <laughs> oh. I, oh. I watched other people play it. The way the game is, it's kind of like, I don't know, it, it doesn't feel like there's much room for like creativity in it, compared to other fighting games. How so? Maybe that's just me. Like, the combos and stuff is kind of limited. Mm. Well, like Street Fighter like, series has never really been about combos, per se. It's been about spacing, um, and just kind of reading your opponent and countering what they do and whatnot. Oh yeah, it has a lot of that, at least, from what I see. Mm. Um, and, I uh, like... A lot of people, by the way, have heard about the balance of the arcade version. There have been two tier lists out so far, which are based on tournament placings in Japan. And uh, at the tippity-top is Sagat. He's he's basically the Mennonite of, of Street Fighter 4 in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, and to just uh, kind of um, kind of ease your fears, uh, the console version has better balance than the arcade version. It has different balance... Um, it has a lot of unlockable characters. It's got Rose, Dan, um, Sakura, um, Fei Long, like a bunch Cammy. of people. Cammy, right? Well, wait, Cammy's not in the arcade? No, I don't believe Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't She's not. Yeah, and um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's looking to be pretty cool, and I'm going to go to tournaments for it, too. I mean, right now, I've moved on from Smash. Not moved on, but I've included Wood Smash, uh, TVC, in my, my uh, tournament yeah, games. I was just saying, I don't know if moved on is the right word yeah. if you're still going to all these tournaments. That's true. So I've, I've included TVC, and I'm, I'm going to include Street Fighter Four as well. I don't know how long uh, for Street Fighter Four. But we'll see, because it, it looks fun. Um, I have it pre-ordered already. I'm going to get on the PS3. I might even drive somewhere to get it, because the video game store next to me is not going to get it for like two, three days after it comes out. Yeah, they, they do that. That's yeah, kind of weird. They really do do that. And it's a hype game, so I kind of don't want to you know buy it there if they're going to take so long. And everyone really is getting excited for, for Street Fighter Four as well. I mean, a lot of people... Um, are really kind of looking forward to the game, and I, I see even Smashboards getting excited in, in some ways. Although the, I'm really surprised as to how um, Smashboards really got into TVC. Um, mm-hmm. Like a lot of top pros play TVC as well, and I don't know if Street Fighter Four will have as much crossover. Um, but I mean, I guess the one game you could probably count on really, really, really getting the uh, the Smashboards community um, hyped up about, which I don't know when it's coming out, is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. But that's for another day. That's later this year, probably yeah, by the end of this year. Probably. That's for people that don't know. Another game being made by the uh, by the Smash um, developers, same guys, mm-hmm. and they're going to add more balance. And they say that it's going to be more competitive in a lot of ways too. And same system as Brawl in a lot of ways. It's called uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Smash Up. So they're not going to be subtle at all, and you know, just put <laughs> yeah. Smash in the title, right? I know, honestly. <laughs> Uh, but hey, I mean, if it's the same group, then they might as well try to uh, to advertise as much as possible, you know? And we'll see uh, if it's any good. That is still off in the um, off the distance, you know? Yep, yep. Now, Street Fighter Four come out in a couple days. I, I think it would be pretty safe to say that it is the brawl in this year in the sense that, you know, it's had so much hype. It's had hype for at least a couple of years. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's coming out in this same general time frame. Mm-hmm. And this part of the year, and it, it's going to be quite interesting. I'm I'm actually looking forward to giving it a shot, even yeah. though I'm terrible at <laughs> 2D fighters. Like you, you rate me in TBC, eh. and Ninja, Ninja Link would rate me in TBC too. <laughs> do, do you even play TBC Ninja Link? Yeah, I have. I just don't play it as often. I should play it more. You really should. Who do you play? Um. Was wow. Was the guy they figured out was top tier in the game? Carlos? Um, yeah, I was using him before I found out he was broken. Oh, he's he's so so broken. It's because he looks cool. Yes, he's yeah. broken because he looks cool. Yeah, I like those type of characters, but apparently he's... What, broken top. characters? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like a tear whore, and I don't want to look like that. Mm, true that. I mean, I, I played a lot, and I played. I tried playing it at COT4 a bit, but I guess people weren't that interested or something. I played a little bit with some people, um... But yeah, played Austin and then played or anything. I know they played. I know. I told Austin I want to play with him, and he was like, "I'm not good at the game." I'm like, "Dude, I still want to play you," because <laughs> I want I want to come home and say I beat Austin TVC, or I got raped by Austin TVC. Who knows? But still, yeah, my team is uh, beautiful Joe and Boxy right now. Best beautiful Joe in the nation, baby. By yeah, best, yeah. I mean like the only. <laughs> yeah. Like me, I use Morgan and Roll at times, while well, I use um Morgan and Basu. Ro- Morgan ba- and Basu? That's yeah. not, a, not a bad uh, team at all. 
The roll is so weird to use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. There are some. Oh. Uh, oh, I can recognize Lane's voice from here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. There are some people that use roll. She's got some silly infinites with um, with Casterne as well now. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh. She's definitely weird as hell though, and weird to, to combo as well. Yeah, her dash is. I don't know. Her dash has so much startup. It's mm-hmm. kind of hard to use. But yeah. Anyways, we should probably move on. Yeah. So, uh, Street Fighter 2, February 17th, 316 PS3, get it. Did you say 2? Yeah, you did. Oh, shit, I did. <laughs> well played, sir. Street Fighter. Street Fighter 2, 1987, coming out and... You know what it was? I was looking at the 2 in February. I was already jumping the release date. Oh. That's what it was. Sure. Street Fighter 4, people. You can get, you know, Street Fu- Super Street Fighter 2 HD Remix. You get that too. Yeah, it's not bad, but I'm uh, not <laughs> a fan of that game. Um, yeah, but anyway, so we had a couple, you know, more serious gaming news topics, and I do a, a weekly video game YouTube show, I guess, on my YouTube channel, SMY on Yoko. And in the past few weeks, there have been some interesting stories, to say the least, and I thought we'd share with it and share it with you guys. Um, even if you guys haven't heard of it, it's just the idea to talk about it. One of them was this kid who lives in Florida, and he's like 17 years old. His mom, you know, called him for dinner, and he was playing Xbox 360. And so the kid didn't like being, you know, distracted or called away from his game. So he basically assaulted his mother by throwing a taco at her. Yeah. So he's, he's a taco assailant. And, you know, the mother has obviously had some problems with him, so she actually pressed charges, and he was put in jail for a few days because he threw a taco at his mother. And it it actually kind of goes along with just the idea that, you know, it seems that, you know, the past several months there have been stories of, you know, people committing acts of violence and, you know, people blaming it on the gaming community. No, no, this is not an act of violence. This is a taco. (laughs) Have you ever been hit by a taco? I, I haven't been hit by a taco, but I'm just saying it, it generally relates. But I mean, just you know, people trying to you know take out violence on others. Like you, you've got the you know kid who killed his mother and seriously injured his father over Halo Three because they took Halo Three away, or with a taco. Not now with a taco. That's a different guy. Then that's that is a different story there. Right. But what do you guys think about using a taco as a weapon? I'm speechless. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell Ninja Link's trying to hide it. He's done it before. I mean, just, just using it as a weapon and then putting in jail for it. Dude, I'm going to slap yeah. you with a, with a Crunchwrap, man. See how crunch you feel. Make it a Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> I, I would not waste Crunchwrap Supreme on your face. Break it in half and then hit me with a Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> and then you can eat the other half. How about ah. a chalupa? <laughs> chalupa? <laughs> I'm chalupa <laughs> all over your ass, man. Yeah. That's what said. <laughs> have, you, have you actually seen like the quote-unquote mugshot of this kid, though? Yeah, I saw that. Oh my gosh. It is probably the most hilarious picture ever because this kid thinks he is all that, and it shows in his face. Like He's got his head cocked to the side. He's got... His lips pursed on the side, and he's got like an eyebrow raised. 
And he threw a taco at his mom. Yeah. Is that something to be proud of? I mean, I guess so. If you Google, you know, probably 360 taco assailant, you'll probably find this kid's picture. And (laughs) he's quite ridiculous. I don't know about you, but it's pretty gangster to hit your mom with a taco. (laughs) Down in, you know, where I live. My, My crib sorts. Word gangster with an H, and he's, he's so down with that G. Oh God, do that again. I, I had I had to bring it back. It hurts. Yeah, I, it does. <laughs> um, another thing that has you know been happening recently is that people are getting married. There's been a little bit of an uprising, if you will, of people getting married through games. Now you hear about those who get married. Lane, shut up. Uh, you know, uh, okay, hold on. I'm I'm telling him shut up. You keep going. <laughs> Anyway, you know, you, you hear about... Lane, shut the hell up! <laughs> hey, seriously! Shut up! Pandoned. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got pandoned. Okay, that should work. Anyway, um, you hear about the people who, you know, are getting like, married because they met over a while, whatever, but there were a couple people who attended Full Sail University in Florida. They met over at Halo 3, and they actually had a Halo themed wedding. Now, did you see? Did you see this Ninja Link? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, what did you think of it? Uh, it's kind of a bit much and romantic at the same time. It's kind of confusing. Yeah, I, I think I think I'd agree with you. I mean, there's part of it that's you know sweet about it, and, and like not like the oh sweet man, but like it's uh, because they you know they actually met online and you know that it can happen, but. Don't have a Halo Three themed wedding, please, because not only are you being made fun of by the internet as a whole, you're gonna look back on it when you're old, and it's like, eh, what was our wedding again? Halo <laughs> Three, what? When there's like Halo Sixty out then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm uh, so old. <laughs> <laughs> like me. <laughs> oh, oh God. <sighs> I, I don't know. When I saw it, the first thing I saw, the first thing I noticed was, hey, they're fat. <laughs> Not really surprised. But, you know, they had, like, you know, plasma grenade-shaped party favors, and Master Chief was presiding, and they recreated a level from the game, like the Ivory Tower level or whatever. I don't know. But, like, they they went all out. And then I think Kotaku made some comment about, you know, the grunts being the uh, the bridesmaids, but that was that's <laughs> <a little hard. laughs> Oh my god. But, you know, recently, um, there is a couple who, I guess, met oh, through Little oh, Big Planet. What the hell? Um, as a small yeah. aside, I'm just looking on the Midwest boards, and someone said, Happy Valentine's Day, Anther. That's a yeah. thread. And that's... Yeah, I, I definitely okay. saw that as well. People that's, are... Have mad loves. That's that's kind of awkward. By kind of awkward, I mean really awkward. And they drew a picture of Anther as a girl. Oh God! <laughs> By the way, Anther is Anther is this cute little like girl, not a black guy at all. Just it's a cute little girl. That's <laughs> yes. And if you've seen if you've seen Anther before, he is definitely not a cute little girl. Well, he could pass off as one. <laughs> if you know the 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 do rag hides the hair and all, I don't know. Maybe 
Dude, I should I should take a picture of him when he has the Super Saiyan hair again and put that online. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the fro. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, let's let's get back onto topic. To uh, there's gonna be a little big planet wedding, guys. So they, they met through little big planet, and they're actually gonna get married in game on a little big planet level. Yeah. I, I mean, Panda, you have little big planet. Do you have little big planet at all, Ninja Link? Nah, I don't. No. Do you have PS3 at all? Nope. No. Sure, it's adorable. <laughs> you can't say that about me. Oh, games, man. It's adorable. Now I don't want to play it anymore. You just call it adorable. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Ugh. It, it's, a fun, it's a fun enough. game. Call, call it badass and, and I'll play it, but call it adorable. and Oh, God. <laughs> the badass Sackboy. Yeah. Yeah. See, my Sackboy has, like, horns and a, and a cape. He's, yeah, but he's, he's still kind of cute. Many things. You uh, can give him bunny ears and a tail if you want to. I don't know. Oh, why do you, why do you go there? Why do you go that direction? Why why do you have to have to break me down like that? Because it's the stark contrast to horns. But uh... <laughs> anyway, what do you think about you know people getting married on Little Big Planet Panda? Well, I'd go for it. I mean, it has a really robust creator and whatnot, so you can have some interesting weddings and the level goes online and people can replay your wedding over and over again so i i guess in a way it's it's kind of um interesting to say the least uh eh, i mean it, it i mean as long as they don't show pictures of them online and they're two fat people again yeah. then i'm fine with that well i i mean you know you know that it's gonna go online somehow you know, oh if yeah they, if they put the level online people are gonna use it and probably recreate it you know what this whole gaming wedding thing reminds me of and tell me if you know you've actually seen it but mm-hmm. a while ago there was uh someone who hacked chrono trigger yeah. i'm not sure if it was the uh snes or the ds version I but they had chrono the trigger uh, snes version there's a wrong was? okay mm-hmm. but yeah you know they hacked the snes version of chrono trigger and proposed uh, to their girlfriend through like some they altered like the text in the story and you know what the npcs were saying and like that—that's a, a sweet idea. I mean, sure, propose to your girlfriend that you met through gaming, through video games. But yeah. I think getting married is just a little bit of a stretch because it's wait, getting married, getting married on a, a video game. There you or, go. Through, yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I was expecting that to transfer over to my phrase. Anyway, it, it's just a little bit of a stretch because it's something that you're gonna remember for the rest of your life. And if you actually go into, like, the business world or whatever and, you know, not do play video games anymore, it's it's going to be awkward. Wouldn't you say, Ninja Link? I don't know. It's a bit much for me. <laughs> Just as <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, the, we see that in Smash Community, too, right? Um, Umbri Mao, is, um, is he, he's engaged with Judat's sister, right? Yeah. And then they, they met no through idea. Smash. But, well, okay, are they going to get married on Final Destination? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no items, Fox only. They, they play Fox Ditto. <laughs> yeah. See who gets the ring first. Fox only, no items. Like, that's not going to work. <laughs> that's that's too like, good. Like a smash or, and it's like, you may landmaster the bride. <laughs> or they use the texture hacks and put themselves in a the game somehow. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you use, use texture hacks. <laughs> <laughs> to do a wedding dress and a tux on Fox. Oh my god. There you go. That That's that's brilliant. I think I threw up a little bit in my mouth there. 
But I mean, uh, what do you call it? People through WoW get married a lot. Yeah, that's the only one I heard of until these came about. Yeah. The WoW weddings. Like those, um, those are common. Yeah, because they do spend a lot of time playing those Memorpagers. Oh, do you just... Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways... Somehow? I mean, it's like it's like a lifestyle almost. So I'm not surprised that you know they would do that through WoW and then probably go on a raid right after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that that counts as their honeymoon. Is like this, this big, big raid. <laughs> go go beat Anixia, just the just the two of them. Because <laughs> now they can do that. The, the level eighties up. Yeah. Well, this is actually getting a little bit ridiculous. Talking about all these a little bit weddings, just a little bit. So. We've got a few mail time questions from fans to wrap things up. And, well, I don't know how long it'll take, so I don't know if wrap things up is the right phrase. First question comes from Major Moses. Which of esteemed voice actors Stephen J. Bloom's many voice acting roles do you prefer? Some of these include Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop, Tom from Toonami, Orochimaru from Naruto, Mugen from Samurai Champloo, ah, or Shishio Makoto from Ramoni Kenshin. Is none of the above an option? It can be, if you name one. <laughs> uh, okay, honestly, I have, not, I have not listened to any of these, thank God, in English. Uh, but, yeah. Um, I heard Spike from Cowboy Bebop, the Toonami, and Mugen. But um, I'll probably prefer the Mugen one. Really? Yeah. So, I haven't seen Samurai Champloo. Champloo. Champloo? Champloo, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. He's like, he, he liked to champ. Like, like Rocky, you like the champ? Nope, nope, nope. No, actually, yes, all. yes, actually, yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting confused now. I'm still that that picture of Anthony is on my screen, and I'm I'm still kind of make heads or tails about that. I, I mean, so I the person you. the person said, oh, "No one but Anthony can turn me on by quacking," and the QAC is capitalized. Uh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. <laughs> um, anyway, um, my opinion on that is. Uh, I don't think it gets any better than Spike Spiegel. I mean, I think that, to me, that's his defining role. And from that, you know, you, you hear his name, uh, his voice constantly. He's actually been on, what was it, Quiznos commercials a few months back. And I know, you know, really? voice actors have to get roles and all, but he's definitely got one of those uh, distinctive voices, if you pay attention for it, that is. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's done a lot of stuff. And I think I've, if I had a favorite, it's got to be Spike Spiegel, no doubt. I mean, in terms of characters, Spike's people is—it's pretty, pretty badass. But and another thing of it, I think I've listened to him in English a little bit. He wasn't that bad. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Right. Although I think Major Moses's favorite would have to be Shishio, and uh, and then that would be you know listening to you know the English dub of Furoni Kenshin. Hmm. So yeah. Um. Next question. I don't want you guys read the next question. It was a, a two-part question. Basically, a couple of uh, you know, fans of the podcast had a couple different questions that were on the same topic. Oh, what? Why don't you guys read it? Go ahead, Daniel. Yeah. I'm reading it. Go sure. ahead. <laughs> uh, from Kirby Chu, Mass Last, Master of the Fossils, says, what do you guys think of the new play control series? Do you think they won't just appear to the game you titled with motion slash points of control slapped onto them? What GameCube re-releases do you hope they make and which ones would you buy? Melee is the only one I'd buy and I don't hope they make anything. 
In fact, I don't even hope they make melee. I kind of cheapen the thrill of not having it. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, the new play control is the idea that, you know, they're taking past Nintendo GameCube games and revamping them, so to speak, with uh, Wii Remote controls. So the first one that'll be coming out, it's already out in Japan, actually, is Mario Power Tennis, which is selling surprisingly well. You know what? Actually, I would buy that. Have you guys played that? Because I heard it was really good. It is awesome on the GameCube. And, you know, if it's just going to be like an improved... Um, you know, Wii Sports Tennis thing, then I, I that, that's actually the one that I would consider getting. Everyone used to tell me that it was good. Like, everyone. So Oh, yeah. I actually have it for the GameCube. Just, you know, GameCube controls, obviously, but no, it, it's, a, it's a great game. And some of the other ones that are coming out... Um, Metroid? Yep, and definitely Metroid. Um, Metroid Prime, and are they doing Echoes as well? Yeah, they're doing both. Both, okay, that's what I thought. And that, and that should be interesting, because, you know, just to, to round out the idea of, you know, uh, the remote controls for the Metroid franchise, Metroid Prime franchise, I should say, excuse me. You know, I would buy Pikmin as well, because that's one of the games I've never played, and, like, just me saying that, I'm pretty sure, like, tons of people in their chair probably shot up and was like, what? But, I mean, yeah, it, it, it seems fun. I, I wanted to buy it, but they're always out whenever I look for it, so I, mm-hmm. I, would, definitely, uh, I would definitely buy it if they re- re-release it. Mm-hmm. Would I like to play Pikmin also? I haven't touched that yet. Yeah. What re- what re-releases do you hope they make? I'm trying to like go through my mm. think about my GameCube collection. I mean, Sonic Adventure oh. Two Battle I think would just be ruined with uh, yeah. with some controls mm. changes because it's you know it's it's already I shouldn't say tight. The cameras are not tight at all. But yeah, you know it, it's just a fast game in general, and I think if you try to the whole Wii motion, yeah, it, it just might not work out well. But I think we just gotta wait until the motion plus. Mm. I mean, I think you can't really take. I personally cannot take the Wii seriously until they release motion plus because it's like you're getting kind of half a system. Yeah, aren't you kind of yeah. assuming that you can take it seriously once motion plus is released? I'm hoping. <laughs> Since I'm doing a podcast about a game that came out for the Wii, yeah, I'm hoping. So. Yeah, I mean, are there any other games that you know that you would consider? You know, that would be a good fit for the the new play control. Hmm. Uh, maybe not from, from GameCube, but maybe some for sixty four. Maybe, but yeah, I'm gonna do that. I mean, that would be interesting. If like the VC titles got like an upgraded, uh, like just upgraded control scheme, you know, and and when yeah. you download them, it'd be a little bit extra or something like that. You know, I think yeah. it'd be kind of cool. I mean, like, if they got around the whole rare thing, like, do Goldeneye with Wii Remote Controls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Uh, like, oh, the Zelda titles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. I love Wind Waker. I know Panda doesn't like Wind Waker <sighs> that much, but... Wind Waker with Twilight Princess controls would actually be pretty damn cool. That's a great answer. Or Ocarina of Time. Yeah, the yeah. Or Zelda. For the 64. Mm. No. Oh my, oh my god. Uh, One second. Let me go do that again. Yeah. Uh-oh. Pandone, part two. I swear to god, if you guys do not shut up, I'm gonna slap all of you in my so you will be bruised across the cheeks. Shut the hell up! <laughs> burp, 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 burp. Damn. Damn.
another thing actually is that uh, you know trying to get back to the general topic <laughs> um, Smash 64 came out in Japan and it was 1200 Wii points so that's more than a general N64 mm-hmm. game but it's not really supposed to be coming out on American Wii's well, uh, which game? Smash 64 yeah why? Um, I, they have to have some sort of plan for it because you know people would buy Smash 64 on the VC. Yeah, I mean, especially you know with Brawl selling around three million copies to date, I, it might just probably be in America. I don't know, but still, like they have to have some money, reason. There's money to be made, and I'm not sure why. It's still not coming out like a later release date. See, it might, but from what I've read, and I don't know if you know it's reliable sources or whatever, but you know they said that they don't really have any plans for it to come out in America. Ah, yeah. hmm. uh, you know, Nintendo has something up their sleeve, yeah. and if they don't, I'm then thinking, mm. I'm thinking like because because um, Smash sixty four it got released on was it exactly a year after Brawl came out? Mm. Would that be a reason? Uh, wasn't it two years? Oh, I know. That might be it. Maybe. No, yeah, it was. Also, I was thinking, I think, 64 in, in Melee for some reason, but, uh, yeah. It was was it for, like, the anniversary? It could be it. I'm not sure when exactly it came out in Japan, but it was it was definitely recent. Hmm. It was um that weekend. It was Town 3. I think it was the 3rd or the 4th that it came out. Hmm. That might be close to the anniversary. I'm not exactly sure for Japan. But, uh, I mean, why wouldn't they release in America? What reason would they have? Unless they have some sort of overarching plan for it, or if they're going to sell it in stores, because they, they know they can make a lot of money off of it. Uh, increase the price kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vaseth, who has a Japanese Wii, is saying that it's January 20th, 2009, when it came out. Oh. So, so that doesn't really line up with any anniversaries. No. Uh, that doesn't really sound uh, special or anything like that, that date. I don't know. I really have no idea what they're thinking and what they are thinking still. Hmm. That's right. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. We should probably go to the last mail time question before we officially wrap things up. Mega Man 087 asks, how do you guys feel about the Smash community being left out by both Evo and Major League Gaming? Neither uh, neither series has Smash, you know, Brawl or Melee on their competitive circuit for the year. Yeah, um, I'm gonna like just for a little background. Um, Evo ha- is one of the biggest fighting game tournaments of all time. They had Brawl last year, kind of dropped the ball with Brawl, uh, and they put items on, and they had their own silly little rules because they felt that we were. Uh, wrong in the way that we make our own rules as a community for our own game that we all play. Whatever. Um, We've definitely ranted and raved on this yeah. podcast about the flaws of Evo. Yeah. True that. And, the, and MLG does a pro circuit. Now, their pro circuit 2009 does not include Brawl. It includes what, like um, Halo, a bunch of Xbox yeah. games, and WoW. Gears of War 2, and a bunch of shooters. Yeah. yeah. And uh, MLG is a, is a kind of like a, a like a nationwide circuit, and it really is extremely popular. Melee was once in the MLG circuit and really did wonders for Melee uh, and its kind of popularity and stuff. And it was the height of Melee, some people say. So everyone was kind of looking forward to MLG putting on Brawl, especially because MLG bought Smashboards, but unfortunately they, they did not. And yeah, 
just for the background, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a, a precarious situation, and a lot of people are not happy about it. And it could be that, you know, it's possible that we're still trying to figure out a lot of things about Brawl. I mean, things are, are really not sure. The metagame is constantly changing. I don't know, it may not be a valid excuse, because there is definitely money that could be made. I mean, you see, you know, Clash of the Titans 4 and how many people showed up for that tournament. If MLG, you know, put on a brawl tournament, like, it would attract a lot of people. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. So I don't think, you know, going and complaining to, you know, some of the Smashboards liaisons to MLG is going to really help solve your problem. I mean, if, you know, you probably should be mature about it and you know, they'll we'll see if they consider it next year. But you know, right now it's what can you do? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I was not surprised about MLG that much because MLG was pretty much looking at their online events. They had several events where they had thousands of dollars for the winner uh, for online uh, bladders and stuff. They were kind of seeing if it was popular enough um, from that. And I mean, pretty clearly, our community is not like online. Right. And yeah. uh, game battles especially, I, I think a lot of people have problems with game battles, and they would much rather do Always Brawls Ladder. Um, but that's basically why they did not include Brawl, because that no one really a, cared. That is a very good reason. And it's, it is an unfortunate way to judge, but you know how else are you going to try to get a mass you know, sense of the community? Yeah. It is, you know, we, we all agree that you know, online... Like, you can play it if you want to, but it, it's not the way to, you know, spend your time if you really want to, I yeah. guess. I mean, Evo was a huge surprise, for me at least. They have Wii's that they bought st- just for Brawl. Uh, we had assurances by their higher-ups higher that if they did run Brawl, the, the next time it would not have items on it, that they would run with more community-accepted rules. Um, it's the most popular fighting game. In America. Period. Street Fighter 4 might come close to attendance in Evo, but it will never come close to attendance in, in overall. Like, we have tournaments every week, several tournaments, that has more, I guess, um, more turnout than most fighting game tournaments. TVC tournaments that I go to, 10 people, 15 people was like the max I've ever had. Brawl tournaments, 15 people is a failed tournament. Right. Yeah. You know, it is the most popular fighting game, and they would have had at least 300 people, at least, if Evo if, if ran it in, in Vegas, you know, because it's a big deal. So seeing that happen to me was a huge letdown and a surprise, honestly, because I think even the Evo members, even the Shoryuken members, were saying, unfortunately, Brawl is going to come back, and they all agreed Brawl was going to come back, even though they didn't like it, and they were okay with that. And all of a sudden, no Brawl. But but are we really surprised with how things you know turned out with Brawl and Evo and all that? Are we really that surprised? It, uh, it seems that Brawl will never beat Evo. From what they said, that they have did two, they have too many differences with our communities, what they said. Translated, they don't want to turn off items. How stupid yeah. is that? How stupid yeah. is items a reason to not include it in a tournament, not include the biggest game, and include, instead of including Third Strike, which is old, unpopular, boring to watch by all accounts, and just not cool, <laughs> in general. <laughs> it's not cool. 
I mean, I don't want to say that. A lot of people love Third Strike. Third Strike's a good game, but look, last year's Evo, top eight. Every single person was Chung Li. Right, come on. Mm. Is that fun? <laughs> uh, and the general consensus is that it was not a fun uh, tournament to watch either. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really kind of pissed off because I've mentioned before I really, really want to go to EVO because I've been a huge fighting game fanatic for my entire life, and EVO is the epitome of things. But I want to go as a competitor. TVC is an invite-only tournament, which I, I would go to EVO if I got an invite, but good luck to that, you know? Yeah. Uh, EVO North, which is going to be run only four hours away, I'm going to go to that. They have Brawl. Fortunately, uh, they have Evo North is kind of like a, almost like a qualifier. They're going to look at the results from that for invites and stuff. So I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I probably won't go to Evo because if I don't get an invite, then there's no reason to go. But if I if I uh, get an invite, then I'll run a brawl side tournament for anyone there that wants to play with uh, you know Smashboard's rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, with the whole MLG thing, it, it does probably just boil down to you know that the turnout for the online tournament that they were offering up money, you know, was just not as strong as they wanted. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's the, you know, the community's overall resistance yeah. to online, you know, who couldn't blame them on that? Not yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, complaining on the boards is, is not going to help. It's not going to make the community look mature and it's not going to, you know, make us look you know good in the eyes of major league gaming since they do own our forums now anyway. Um, I mean, Ninja Link, do you, do you like, did you want to go to Evo at all? Uh, and like, what about like MLG? Like, what do you think of it, about it? Like, I want to go to Evo, but after hearing the rule set they had, it just deterred me from even going. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, they had Bailey in their in their uh, set of games before. Why didn't have items then? But now they have to add items. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. There's no consistency at all. Hmm. Uh, the reasoning for that was that they had more time to work on the brawl rule set and no time to work on the melee rule set, so they just used whatever the rule set everyone else liked. Basically, oh. some some really stupid reason for it. Like I, I honestly, I have really no, uh, I guess sympathy or or whatever you want to call it. I do not believe they have good reasons for leaving out brawl, and that the rules are a good reason, and that I do not believe they have a good uh, argument against ours either. Uh, if they were to come on the podcast with us, which I did request sometimes that a few people can, would join the podcast so we can talk about that further when the initial um, you know items on controversy happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if they came on, I'm pretty sure that any Smash Bros. members would logically um, beat uh, their whatever they their reasoning is. So yeah. Well, before we call it a night, we really want to thank you know, our listeners on the Stickham channel. It's been great having you, and we're very surprised by the turnout. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. Um, I actually have to make a very quick mention of the, something that Cyberlink420 has been working on for me. If you might remember from several episodes ago, we made a passing mention about the Show Me Your News movie that I had made a trailer for. Is that happening? Um, it's not necessarily happening in the way that we originally planned it. Hmm. Cyberlink had an idea that it might just turn into a radio play instead because it would just eliminate oh. all the idea for, you know, the whole flash work and all that. So 
he's uh, sent me a possible prologue for the intro of this said radio play, and um, we'll give you updates on this as it goes along. It might just turn it out into something interesting, and I don't know, I just thought I'd make a passing mention of it. Um, keep your eyes out in the future for a Show Me News radio play. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, with, uh, um, Angel Link, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. It's great to have a second opinion on Clash of the Titans 4, and we're really glad that we could get a long-time listener of the podcast and a very well-esteemed Smash player you know, on our podcast. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. Thanks so much. And now, Panda, any final words or thoughts? I think I, I said enough words during the podcast. I, I talk a bit too much sometimes. You don't you don't say no. No, you just kind of agree and move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least definitely informed you know, the people who did not know what Clash of the Titans 4 was, you know, what it was and what happened, and we're very thankful for your opinion. And definitely go check out uh, Panda's commentary. It, is getting a lot of great rapport on the boards, and you know, we'll definitely see how something like that progress, progresses in the future. Yeah, it'll be fun to see how it evolves and whatnot, and I'll try to get the commentary up uh, somewhere sometime soon. And we'll definitely see. So with that, I am Yoko. I'm Samurai Panda. And I'm Enderlink. And we are out. Thanks for listening. We interrupt this eargasmic gonagobia of pure audio wind to shamelessly promote another podcast. No! No! The Big Bald Broadcast. But what makes it big and bald? The Big Bald Broadcast brings you news on all things geeky, movies, gadgets, games, cartoons, and anime, and other random fandom. You're fired. I'm fired. Get out of the booth, Jack. No, I like it in here. But what makes it big and bald? It's hosted by big, bald anime and video game voice actor Kyle Hebert and his co-host, musician and upcoming author, Otherworld Steve. Oh, you must smell like feet wrapped in leathery, burnt bacon. Subscribe via iTunes or visit thebigballbroadcast.blogspot.com. Uh, but yeah, I should probably play some brawl, take a shower because I'm dirty and sweaty and yeah. And we got company. Jeez. My fault. <laughs> it's all your fault. It is always my fault. Cause you're you're playing TBC for a long ass time, dude. I told him to come over for an hour, and it kind of turned into two hours. But TBC's fun. I, I knew it was gonna happen. Of course, this, this, this is me we're talking about. Yeah. And I'm still looking at that Anther picture, and I still don't get it. Uh, l- see, let me let me read yeah, it out I, loud. Hmm? I just I had looked at it because it was in a reported post, and I'm like, ah, oh, 
someone already took care of it. I think it was Verge. Did Verge take care of that thread already? <laughs> it's not lock. It's, are you I'm not locking it either. <laughs> I have to leave it for at least a few hours more. All right, so here, here it is. Hey, Anther, heart. It's Valentine's Day, a day for love and late nights spent playing uh, just one-on-one, baby. And you can bet all of your stocks it'll be more than just friendlies with me. I've tripped right into your thunder, and I'm ready for another round on your spear pillar. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I'd like you to dash right on over here so we can get to chain grabbing, because, baby, that's where I really shine. I'll get you to wobbling when you get really get to pillaring. That's when I'll I'll sh- should you? Yeah, that's all I'll should you how disjointed my hitbox can just get. What the? Just <laughs> promise not to spike me and I'll swear there'll be no mind games. I'm here for you, Anther Heart. You've got priority in my pool. No Johns here. Show me how deep you can boost smash. <laughs> no one but Anther can turn me on by quacking with the QAC like that. <laughs> and then a picture of Anther's a woman. This is Anther, baby. Uh, I'm going to copy and paste this image link. See the one? Oh my god, this should it's be my saying. In, in the Pikachu uh, boards, it's closed. So where is this one? <laughs> the Midwest boards. Midwest. <laughs> oh god. Leave it open. It, it's good. It's real good. Dude, I want to I, I somehow oh. sig that and my... Uh, or and the picture, but there's just not enough room. Oh man, that's so awesome! You should put that picture in the stick cam so we have to stare at it. I just, I just did. I linked it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I want to put it next to the, the thing there. No, not link it. Like broadcast it in the picture. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! Can I? Yeah, you can save it. Save it to your desktop or something. Yeah. And then uh, go into ManyCam and from your sources. You can open a new image. Or sources. <laughs> oh, there it is. Sources, still image, open new file. Enter babyface, edit. <laughs> can you see it now? Yes. That's it right there. Enter baby. Yeah, and the name of the account is SheGeek. SheGeek, yep. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> That was just awesome. Impale on the spear pillar. What the hell? <laughs> oh my god, I wanted to sig everything I see there. The whole entire thing was a sig worthy. If Anther has that in a sig, I'll cry. Yes! I'm just gonna... Next time he logs on my computer, I'm just gonna make that a sig. <laughs> I'm a super mod. I can make that a sig. Do it. Do it now. He probably, he probably hasn't even seen it. He'll just see it there and be like, what the hell? Let's see what I can do. I can go into my... That's uh, a sig? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) And make it permanent. I don't know if I can do that. Well, I don't know. You probably don't even notice. Until, like, a couple days later. So good. What the hell is this? What the hell is what? Hmm? What? Oh, I heard, like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Who's... That's, that's what Anthony's gonna say. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I think Anthony would be like, "This is awesome." <laughs> I want to sing just to be that picture, or it's like his avatar, just to be that picture of the Pikachu, <laughs> the like Anther on it, and everyone's gonna think he's a girl. <laughs> it currently says your mom's a squirrel. <laughs> really? But uh, I'm gonna leave that so he at least has that, and it's just gonna be under this image. 
<laughs> Social Photoshop and make her skin darker. Save signature <laughs> successfully. Make skin darker, give her cornrows instead. <laughs> and a do-rag. Yeah, and, and his do-rag. So let's see, where can... Let's do, see, uh, search users... Search members and their... <laughs> <laughs> About me. Yep, signature is definitely that. And your mom's a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. Oh, man. Oh, my God. There better not be, like, some violation of my S-Mod. No, trust me. I'll, I'll say it was me on your computer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that is Yoko-owned. Yoko-owned. <laughs> yeah, just got Yoko-owned. Yoko Patch! Oh my god. That's so awesome. I love that picture. I, I don't know if that's like to try to turn Anther on or to try to be a picture of Anther himself. Either way, it's awesome. <laughs> I kind of want to see if that she geek has like all his brawl account and is actually a female. Yep. Uh, well, I don't know. You can't trust all his brawl because there are, are guys who say they're girls just Girl. for the attention. And they actually have a status that says, I'm really a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't actually know if it's true or they're trying to get people off of them. Like, who was it? I think Praxis? Mm-hmm. Praxis trying to pretend you're the girl or something like that? Really? Yeah, yeah. It was Praxis. Here's she geek, female from Southern Illinois. From Illinois, we we go to Illinois all the time. Hmm. Seventeen years old. Her picture is like a tune link or something. It wow. Should be of Anther baby. And one of her groups is Anal Intruders. Oh, what? I have no what? idea. <laughs> this is like the one uh, one Easter egg when we checked out that uh, that one guy's YouTube account and his yeah. favorites. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. all the the fat chicks. Yeah. Oh god, that was so silly. Wait, what is anal intruders? It's a picture of the Gears of War cog thing. Don't. It, it, it's sucking you in. You're you're trying to find out what it is, and you definitely should not. Why is Vaseth calling me? I'm not answering the phone. Yes, I know you can hear me too. Oh, oh, I'm not posting the link to that guy's YouTube thing. Oh wait, there's a there's a Japanese YouTube clip. Ho- like in Anal Intruders. I'm I'm gonna watch this now. Oh, it's so a Makinima. Apparently, Anal Intruders is a Makinima. Ah, that's retarded. It's cold, it's freezing. That's what she said. What? <laughs> it was like, it's cold, it's freezing. It's like, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, he leaves a voicemail, too. <laughs> what? Is he calling oh, you no. now? She's calling my phone. Don't, don't answer, don't answer. Just don't, just don't do it. What? <laughs> Check what? Uh, 
So uh, now I'm, I'm slightly disturbed that that picture Wait, is from someone in anal and tutors. Wait, what? Really? Where? On the Alls Brawl thing? Like, like, oh, on Alls Brawl? Let me check oh, out. Oh, I gotta go there then. I could break these cups. <laughs> You can't break these cups. Alright, let's see. At least it's a quick link there. It's such a good song. <laughs> there it is, Anther. Okay, guys. I'm I love you, Anther. I, was, I will always love you. You can sweet spot me anytime, Pikachu baby. Heart. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Peace. And Anther's yeah. picture is like a little light. He looks like a little ninja. That's kind of silly. Oh. Wait, what is Dazwa saying that I should share the story of how I cheat with enemies? Oh my god! Oh yeah, that was such a good. Okay, me and Jash, awesome team by the way, and Jash is like the best oh, like uh -oh. tune like ever. This is in pools, right? There's a doubles match. Me and Jash versus Dazwa and Fatal, the other like really good team. First match, okay. Um, it was on Battlefield. Dazwa is Zero Suit Samus and, um, and Fatal is Snake. I'm Snake and Jash is Toon Link, obviously. And, uh, it was, like, I, I died with my last stock, and then Jash came down with, like, like, 0%, or he had, like, 10% or something, and both, like, Dazwa and Fatal had, like, 10, like, 20, 30% on them. So, like, they're kind of hitting Dazwa, or hitting, hitting Jash around. Jash is doing well, though. He's racking up damage on both of them. Got them both around, like, 100% or something like that. And then they start, uh, they grab him. And they start doing the grabberless chain grab or something, like, underneath, um, one of the platforms on Battlefield. And they're both, they're all, all three, like, at fairly high percent. And, like, when they're doing one of the, uh, like, grabberless things, you could tell they're about to combo him. And a C4 that I planted on the, on the Battlefield thing blew up hitting all three of them and off the top and like jash this like last second di off the top you see zero suit samus snake and toon link all dying at the same time going like doing the star ko thing like bam zero suit dies and all of a sudden you see snake and toon link just going like neck and neck Stars happen. We have no idea who died. And all of a sudden, the winner is, and it shows our team, and we're just like going fucking crazy. We won the match because of that that random bullshit. It was so cool. It was it was like the best win ever.